Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Save Me and I'll Seed, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hi. It Matt. <laughs> On this week's episode, we are going over Legally Blonde, the musical. Woo. What's Ooh. that about? Being blonde legally. Yes. Whoa, I didn't know it was illegal. <laughs> it's super illegal. Mm. That's it. That's the whole show. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the show. It is awesome. So why don't we jump on into some background info, Amber? Yes. So Legally Blonde was started in 2007. The music was written by Lawrence O'Keefe and Nell Benjamin. And the book was written by Heather Hatch. The show was choreographed by Jerry Mitchell. So that's cool. So the whole story is based on the novel by Amanda Brown, which then spurned the movie starring Reese Witherspoon, which I hope all of you yes. have seen. Yes. Because it's great. So then that spurred this musical. So, you know, book, movie, musical, it's a nice little path. Yeah. And the whole thing tells the story of Elle Woods, a sorority girl who enrolls in Harvard Law in order to win back her ex-boyfriend, Warner. Because that's what you should... Yeah. Anyway. That's why you should go to law school, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good enough reason as any. Yeah. The show premiered in pre-Broadway tryouts in San Francisco. This run included a song, Love and War, which was actually later changed to Positive. Uh, in April 2007, it opened on Broadway to mixed reviews. This is the recording we're working on. The original cast featured Laura Bell Bundy as Elle, Christian Borel as Emmett, and Richard H. Blake as Warner. The show had seven Tony and ten Drama Desk nominations, but actually didn't win any. Didn't start off super great, actually. And so the musical was actually recorded in September of 2007 and aired on MTV in October. So you can actually find recordings in various places on the internet. Anyway, obviously be careful with that, but yes, they do exist in the world. There was also a reality TV program. Legally Blonde, the musical, The Search for Elle Woods, which was hosted by Haley Duff. Yes, Hilary Duff's sister. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of showed the Neat. audition process. And then the winner of the show, Bailey Hanks, got to play Elle Woods from July of 2008 to October of 2008 when the production closed. And the That's uh, cool. like second runner-up was her understudy for this hmm. point of time as well. So pretty cool. It's a neat process. Mm -hmm. So it went on its U.S. national tour in September of 2008. And then in January 2010, it had a West End production. There is a London cast recording that has a few different bonus tracks that are not part of the Broadway cast recording. Uh, in July 2011, it went on a U.K. tour. In September of 2012, it had an Australian tour. In April 2016, it had a U.K. production as well as it went back to the UK in September 2017. UK really liked this. Tour. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. So it also had international productions in South Korea, China, Malaysia, Japan, the Netherlands, the Philippines, Sweden, Finland, Austria, the Dominican Republic, Panama, New Zealand, and Germany. So it had a French language production in France in 2012, but the show was a total flop. I guess it just didn't translate to French well. Or they just didn't appreciate it. I don't know. Oh that's, God, yeah. that's about American <laughs> stuff. We don't care. Gross. Yeah. Get it out of my face. <laughs> in 
in 2020, it was there was supposed to be a um, Hebrew language production in Israel. So usually shows don't pr- like okay. produce in Israel, I guess. So this would be the second show ever yeah. to hold a production there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But I don't know anything yeah. farther than that because obviously this year has been really weird. Very weird. Mm-hmm. So it had, the whole show had mixed reviews. It was fun and upbeat. It had high energy, empty calories, and expensive looking him to the glories of girlishness. Also synthetic, empty-headed, tri- trifle, ridiculously enjoyable, <laughs> but a big empty vessel of a show that makes a lot of noise and not much else. Wow. Yep. <laughs> the reviews are kind of all, all over the place. And actually, my favorite review that I read is, it is pink to the core of its little tiny soul. <laughs> Which is probably supposed to be a bad thing. It sounds But cute, I think though. that sounds like a really good description of the show. <laughs> You're just going to rock that as the banner of your life now, Amber. Right. I would love to be pink to the core of my little tiny soul. <laughs> so on our Spotify, we are listening to the original Broadway cast recording, which you can always find in our show notes, which I you know, will link down there. And I think... Aside from the UK version, that's the only recorded ones out there. Yeah. So we have the not UK version. (laughs) Yes. I know I personally, so I saw this show on Broadway back in 08, I want to say. Miss Fancy Pants. Probably part of that, that US tour. Yeah. It was a great show and I bought the recording that day and I've like listened to it nonstop ever since. Seriously, I love it so much. What is your guys' history with either the musical or the movie? Not much. Because obviously I love the movie as well. (laughs) Well, yeah, I've definitely seen the movie. And I saw Legally Blonde at the Muni probably sometime during high school. But um, I don't remember a lot about it. It, Except for the first first song. Because it was just very Mm -hmm. over the top and fun. I think I only remember most of it just because... I, I've seen the movie, and that's just kind of they just kind of get transposed on each other. It is very close to the movie. Yeah. Is Legally Blonde the band and Snap? Yes. Okay, that's I have one. seen that movie. <laughs> okay. That's all you need to know for the movie. <laughs> that's the whole movie. And Snap. And Snap. And there's a song about it. There is a whole song. I'm not surprised. You shouldn't be, <laughs> Kylie. What about you? I'm going to assume, since you remember seeing in high school, that I probably saw it with you. You probably did. I just don't remember it, but I have seen the movie. All right. So maybe possibly saw the show, <laughs> which, I mean, yeah. you probably you probably did if, if we all went. Yeah. We saw a lot of shows, though. We did. I don't remember all of them. Sure. <laughs> it was very hot summer yeah. nights. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, so with that background out of the way, let's go ahead and skip our way into Act 1. Absolutely. So we start off with the girls of Delta Nu sorority. They're celebrating the upcoming engagement of their friend and sister, Elle Woods, to her amazing boyfriend, Warner Huntington III. Mm. Supposedly, they're this amazing, perfect match for each other, right? The girls are singing about this, and they're celebrating, and it's super exciting, but then they realize that Elle is missing, Oh no. oh, no. Where is oh, she? Oh, my God. And so they ask her dog, Bruiser, who is a chihuahua, who is actually a live dog on stage, yes. which is great. <laughs> I love it so much. And so the dog, like, barks, and one of the girls translate that into, you know, she she's looking for a dress. She's at the mall. Everyone can speak dog. 
obviously. Well, then, then at my one dog point, has definitely like, <laughs> said that about me. She fell into a well. Oh, wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> fell into the old old yes. valley well. Yeah. The old valley mill. Oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> the old valley mall. Yes. Something dumb like that. Great part. And so they all rush to go to the mall and help her out because, of course, they have to help out their friend. The scene changes over to the store in the mall with Elle, who's freaking out about finding the perfect dress for this occasion. She wants to look, you know, fancy, but not too fancy. She doesn't want to look like she's expecting a proposal, but she wants to still look nice. Obviously. And so, the, I mean, you have to have the right dress. So the girls show up and they try to help her find it. And this annoying saleswoman comes over and is like, look at this stupid blonde. I'm going to sell her this expensive dress and wow, it's going to be so great. <laughs> But Elle shows off her fashion know-how and just in general, like, how smart she really is and how good she is at, like, and she sees through the lies and realizes that this woman's trying to sell her, you know, an older dress that's not actually worth what she's trying to sell her for, whatever. And so the manager comes in, kicks the saleswoman out of the way, and gives Elle a different dress. So the girls all gather around her and they do a quick change on stage. So they, like, the dress she's wearing is, like, magnet clasped and so they pull it off and she's wearing the other dress and her nice. breakaway dress yeah yes uh and so she's got this different dress on and it's perfect and it's pink and it's sparkly and this is the dress she's gonna wear and so of course this is the song oh my god you guys which is it's so much fun <laughs> so fun <laughs> <laughs> the song is a little like blonde sorority girl stereotype heavy so it's a little heavy-handed there I mean, it is also a little creepy they kind of sing about how like Elle's life begins with her marrying this man and making him a home and always looking pretty for him so that he doesn't, like, cheat on her. So, I mean, whatever. A little creepy, but we can move fast. Right. It's a fun song. Because it's a great <laughs> song. <laughs> and so Elle goes to dinner with Warner. They're at this pretty restaurant. So Warner starts up this big, serious speech. And, of course, he's singing it because it's a musical. And so this is the song, Serious. And he sings this, the line, you know, give me your hand and as he's singing to her. And so she gives him her left hand ready for a ring and he actually she actually tries to sing along with him at one point and he like shushes her and it's like i'm not finished oh yet. i'm singing here and she's like oh okay <laughs> and so he's got these big plans you know he's gonna get a law degree he's gonna get a senate seat he's gonna live in a big house and have three kids and everything's gonna be perfect and then just when she thinks he's about to propose and she says yes he's like i want to break up whoops ouch big ouch okay terrible and so, of course, this is a restaurant full of other people. And so they're all sitting there looking horrified because they were expecting a proposal as well. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Mm. And so basically, Warner explains that he wants something serious. So he wants her to be less of a Marilyn, so Marilyn Monroe, and more of a Jackie. So Jackie Kennedy, there was a whole JFK having an affair with Ma Marilyn Monroe thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so there's a little bit of parallels there. But he just doesn't think that she is serious enough for him in the life that he has planned. So obviously Elle is devastated and she sulks for a while, but eventually she decides to chase Warner to Harvard Law School because, you know, that's the next step. Mm-hmm. Degree in stalking. Yeah, it's, it's basically stalking, let's be real honest. She has a three-step plan, get into Harvard Law, impress Warner with her IQ, and then get married to him. You know, easy peasy, bing, bang, boom. She convinces her parents to pay for her to go to Harvard Law if she gets in, although we see that her parents are just as shallow as she is. She gets some help and studies up for her LSATs. LSAT? I don't know why I spelled it out. 
She gets tempted by a bunch of partying frat guys, but she keeps at it. You know, she's, this is her dream now. She ends up passing them with 175 and applying for a school, which is a phenomenal score. That's out of 180. So that's like 99th percentile. Oh. Yeah, so. Yep. Dang, girl, you got that IQ. She's smart cookie. She's actually super, super smart. She doesn't apply herself. But instead of writing a personal essay to apply to college, she shows up to the admission group in person, singing and dancing while backed by a squad of cheerleaders. Because that's normal. Yep. She even uses a bunch of legal jargon, which isn't in the recorded song. She reveals that the real reason she wants to go to law school is love. And surprisingly, she's accepted. They're just like, wow, you're really over the top and you really want this, so I guess this is okay. Get away from me. If I say yes, will you leave? <laughs> Please take your band out of here. And give me your money. Give me your money. I know at one point the professors are like, well, I guess it would be kind of a diverse class this year if we have, you know, all these other awesome smart students and then this beautiful blonde girl. So I mean, that's what diversity means. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> so that song is called What You Want. On Elle's first day, she gets introduced to her classmates. Aaron Schultz, who won a Fulbright, a Rhodes, does coding, and owns yachts. Sundi Padamadan, royalty from another country that underwent a coup, so he moved to the U.S. Enid Hoops, did Peace Corps and a bunch of protests, and is now in law school to help women take over the government. Yes. <laughs> they all disapprove of her and her fancy pink attire. You know, whatever. The only person willing to really talk to her is the T.A., Emmett Forrest, and this song is The Harvard Variations. And in the movie, it was Emmett Richmond. Now it's Forrest. Forrest Woods. Okay. Forrest uh, Woods. Their last names. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Alright, that's it for me on this podcast. I'm, uh, <laughs> you heading I'm, up? I'm gonna go home. <laughs> I'm gonna go s- you are home. You are home. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go to sleep. No, right not o- before me. Right over there. <laughs> if I can't sleep, you can't sleep. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. There's there's no time for sleeping here because they have to go to class. Yeah. And so this class begins and it's taught by the bloodthirsty Professor Callahan. So this is the song Blood in the Water, which is actually super creepy and I've never personally been a big fan of it. It's creepy. But it's fine. And so he basically sings how a... Lawyer is a shark, but only some of them actually become bloodthirsty enough to excel, and everyone else is just chum in the water. Mm. Uh, and we really see how like manipulative Callahan is, and how he'll do pretty much anything to not just teach the students, but also to win cases. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. Of course, L comes unprepared to class. She didn't realize that she was supposed to do reading before class, which, okay, assigning reading before the first day of class is kind of a dick move. Yes. Yeah. In my opinion. I agree. Yep. So Callahan's like, so what'd you think of the reading? And she's like, I, what? Eh? What reading? And he's like, okay. Yo, listen, I just just applied to the school like yesterday. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And Warner's new girlfriend, Vivian Kensington, is in that class. And she's like, well, snobby. Let's be Mm -hmm. real. And she makes fun of Elle for not being prepared. And then Callahan kicks Elle out of class. What a jerk. Yeah. So, of course, Elle's up. All upset again, but a Greek chorus appears to her, so it's made up of her sorority sisters. They are actually not there, they're just in her so mind. She's nuts. <laughs> yeah. She's Stress. already stalking. Yeah. It's all the ghosts <laughs> of her past. Going a little crazy. Her previous victims. <laughs> That's a different musical. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Greek chorus 
encourages her to stay positive, but they also basically tell her to go beat up Vivian. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and then they try to convince her to like just seduce Warner to get her get him away mm. from Vivian. <laughs> And Elle's like, no, thanks. I'm better than that. But Vivian kind of overhears Elle like talking to herself and talking about how she's grossed out by their suggestions. But she thinks that she's actually talking about Vivian and Warner kissing. And so she's like, uh, that's rude of you. But yes. And so Vivian and Warner walk away. And the Greek chorus continues to insist that Elle is just prettier and smarter than Vivian and that she can definitely, you know, get Warner away from and so that's a song, Positive, which uh, is positive, but yes. also a little harsh. So Elle decides that her being a blonde is the root of her problems. She decides to become a brunette because, you know, that that changes things. And she goes to the local salon, the Hair Affair, which is adorable. She meets Paulette, who is crazy and spunky, and she's the magician there. She puts on her favorite CD, Celtic Moods, and tells Elle of her dreams of Ireland. She talks about the guy she met who she thought was Iris, so she lived with him until he cheated on her and left her and took her trailer home and her dog. Yep. yep. In the song, Ireland. Basically, she talks about how love did her wrong, but that Elle shouldn't give up just yet. She convinces Elle not to dye her hair, which, as a beautician, Good. she would have called it not color her hair. They don't say dye. It's a big no-no in the beautician. Whatever. No talk of death. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Time to leave. Yep, time to go. (laughs) So Vivian shows up to the salon and gives Elle an invitation to a costume party, which is is like real shady right off the bat. Paulette sends Elle off with a costume for the party and lots of encouragement in Ireland, the reprise. And she says, uh, roughly, if a girl like you can't win back her man, then there is no hope for the rest of us, which is a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. Very. So Elle walks into the party dressed as a Playboy bunny, which I kind of want to know why Paulette had that in her closet. Listen. Are you kink shaming? Paulette. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> She's into some things, okay? <laughs> She's saving it. Rude. So it actually turns out that the party wasn't a costume party at all. Shocker. Yeah, Vivian set her up <laughs> to like hopefully embarrass her. But I mean you put a really attractive girl in a Playboy bunny outfit, like, I don't think you're the one that's winning that. Like, Haha, I gotcha. got them. They're the most attractive person at this party now. Go me. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> so Elle, of course, she just kind of owns owns it, you know. She's like, this is probably not my first time in a Playboy bunny outfit. She seeks out Warner to try and win him back. They talk about their UCLA days, partying, drinking, ruling the school. But he isn't impressed by her childishness anymore. And the song, Serious Reprise. I mean, she's dressed like a bunny, so how serious can you be when yeah. you're dressed you like know, a bunny? She tries, though. She tries her best. She tries. And so, Elle runs from the party, ends up, you know, sitting on a bench somewhere on campus, and she actually runs into Emmett there, and he's like, what's up, Doc? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Joke. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And so she's complaining, you know, about her life and how she's failing school and she lost love and all the stuff. And he's just like, you're ridiculous. I have real people problems. Like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) He does give her his jacket, though, which is this cute little classic couple moment. 
Gross. You don't want the bunny <laughs> to freeze. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sad bunny. <laughs> and so he really doesn't understand her, like, obsession with love, but he kind of talks about his own problems. So he, you know, his poor upbringing, his single mom, he worked multiple jobs while going to school and all this stuff. And also about the importance of, like, properly prioritizing between the different things in your life. The scene switches over to her dorm room, where Emmett helps her clean off her desk and actually start using her textbooks, which had been plastic wrapped up until this point. Oh, no. <laughs> so Keeps she hadn't safe. even looked at them. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Keeps out the bugs. Uh, there's a bit of a time skip to Thanksgiving, which is marked by that Greek chorus in her head singing. <laughs> and Elle is still kind of missing Warner, but she's got Emmett there. He's helping her study. There's another time skip to Christmas, again, marked by the Greek chorus in her head. <laughs> Emmett is still spending time with Elle. They're hanging out, doing more studying and all that. He gives her a gift of uh, shampoo and conditioner in one. Ooh. Uh, I bet she She's... threw that away instantly. Yeah, <laughs> she hated that. But it was a cute moment. It was sweet. Okay. And so Warner walks in. He's looking for Vivian. Why he would walk into her dorm room and ask, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. He's not very smart. And she, she's like, How'd he get no. accepted there? <laughs> <laughs> and so after he leaves, Emmett kind of points out how Elle acted a little stupid when uh, Warner walked in. And so he helps Elle realize that like, she doesn't need to lower her, she doesn't need to change the way she acts just to win this guy over. Like, Warner doesn't respect her like that. And she realizes that she needs to push past her thing for him and actually succeed in law school. And so that's the song Chip on My Shoulder, which You don't need this is... douche nozzle. <laughs> right. And so it's actually a very long song. Get it's like him nine minutes long. But it's also great. I'm a big fan of it. Do you say it's nine and minutes I, long? Yes. Nine. Oh. Nine? It's long. Nine, nine, nine. Nine. <laughs> yeah. There's no German in this. Nine <laughs> uh, there no. was a German production. All right. That's so, right. obviously. <laughs> yeah, because it, it covers the original Emmett discussion, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, and then the next part where she's in class. So, like, it's a long song. Ah. Uh. But the one good thing about the musical, more so than the movie, is it actually focuses on the Elle slash Emmett relationship. So there's definitely a little bit more development there. And okay. this song is kind of the backbone of that. That's where you really start to see them, like, forming that relationship. Developing so. love. Ooh. Nice. And so Elle has decided that she's done trying to please Warner. And so we get another time skip to class, where actually ends up defeating him in a classroom debate. So they're talking about, like... <laughs> Sperm omission during male masturbation and whether they have like claimed to children, blah blah blah. Uh. <laughs> it's she puts up a fantastic argument, thank you very much. And so she Callahan like says that she, you know, won the debate and she feels like she's on top of the world. She even gives her resume to Callahan to apply for his internship program. It is on pink paper and it is scented, but it is still Old move for her career. Yes. <laughs> and then she uses that confidence to help Paulette get her dog back from that stupid ex-boyfriend of hers using her fancy legal jargon. Good. Yay. Right. Get your dog back. Taking my dog. <laughs> Where's my dog? <laughs> so that's fantastic. 
And then finally, the list goes up for Callahan's coveted internship, which is only four spots out of this whole class. Oh. And so Enid Hoops gets a spot, and then Warner and Vivian also get spots, and so they're celebrating. Warner poses to Vivian, wow. who accepts, <laughs> which is, I guess, good for them, but, you know, devastates Elle. Right. Then Emmett's like, you should look at the list. And so she turns and looks at it, and she's like, what? That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, my God. And so this is this amazing song called So Much Better, which is my favorite song in the musical. It's fantastic. And it's just like her celebrating that she actually did this. And she didn't just, like, rock it. But she rocked it for herself and not for anyone else. And so she this is Warner. She talks about how they used to, like, you know, have so much fun making love, but this is so much better than that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got yep. it. Oh. And she calls her family to share the news, and it's just, like, so celebratory and fun. And so this is really a turning point in the musical. You know, Elle has achieved this for herself. It's super satisfying. And fun fact, during the show previews, Laura Bell Bundy did a high kick during the song, and her heel kicked off and oh. into the audience. And impaled someone. <laughs> right. It did not impale someone, but it probably hit someone in like the lap. Uh, and so she kicked off her other shoe and did the rest of the number barefoot. <laughs> and that's what you got to do. You just kind of have to roll with it. Yeah. I mean, that's theater for you. Yep. But now that we get this big celebratory song, we've reached the end of Act One and we're in intermission. Dun 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 dun. So, what does everyone think about Act One? Oh my god, oh my god, you guys. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I'm leaving. This musical is totes pink. <laughs> so fetch. It's so fetch. That's a different musical, you guys. <laughs> we'll eventually cover it. I'm trying to make fetch a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing in this musical. <laughs> We're going to have some, like, major crossover event where it's, like, Legally Blonde and, and Heather. Legally and Girls. girls. Yeah. Legally Girls. <laughs> Yikes. Like mean Blondes. Any- anyway. That could be Mean <laughs> Girls, actually. <laughs> That's true. It's basically just Mean Girls. So, Act 1. Yeah. I like that we get uh, a good chunk of character development with Elle there. Yes. Like... She definitely starts off super shallow and her mind is focused on all the wrong things. But when she learns like the satisfying feeling of just doing stuff for herself, it's nice. Got a lot of girl power energy going on here. Heck yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we even haven't even gotten to the bend and snap yet. Shh. Your favorite <laughs> part. It's the only thing I know. <laughs> It's my life. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of female solidarity here, right? Yes. And that only increases as we go, so that's fantastic. But mm-hmm. Elle's just... She's getting there. Yeah, yeah. she's just like her own person, and it's it's good. I, mean, I think it's always good in these shows to like have not only like the girlfriends, but also like the guy friend. Which, I mean, obviously they're setting it up for being... Oh, the guy who, who actually cares about her. Yeah. Oh, shocker. But the trope. Yeah, it's nice that she's got the, the hair salon gal pals. Yeah. That's yes. a lot of fun. Paulette's pretty great. And I definitely like that it's not just that she, like, you know, suddenly becomes smart when she's in law school. Like, she's always been 
smart and powerful and like yeah she had a 4.0 in college but it was in fashion merchandising so they're like that doesn't really matter but when you think about it that's a business degree yeah so that's just as hard as anything else so she is you know she's super smart and she's super talented and she's got so much within her she just has been applying it in the wrong ways and so now that she's not focusing on warner we're gonna see some amazing things from her and i love it yeah, she's she has a pretty good turnaround, and I I really appreciate that they you know didn't just keep her, you know, they didn't change her entire personality either. Yeah, yeah, it's not the ditzy blonde that's just like lucking her way through everything. Yeah, she actually earns her spot and does yes. it her own quirky way, but she does it, you know. Yeah. Any other comments about Act One? Anybody? All right, then Kylie, why don't you uh, read us our theater fact? Cue the theme song. Do, 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 do. We don't have one. Aw. We just have internet mission. Hong Kong. Mm. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it's Kylie's theater fact. Hong Kong. Woo. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> yeah, Katie. That's two votes. Oh. <laughs> Amber, what's your vote? I say keep the honk honk. Oh, yeah. You guys are all fired. Honk honk. (laughs) Anyway, Kylie, our theater (laughs) fact, please. Any hoodles. So this was the first West End show to feature a ticket lottery. Typically how it happens is that people show up two hours before the performance and they get a lottery ticket. And then if they win, they get to buy up to two super discounted tickets for the orchestra section. This was usually an in-person process, but that has become more digital over the last few years. Shows like Wicked, Aladdin, Hades Town, Lion King, and Hamilton have done this. Yeah, actually when I was um, checking out Hamilton, uh, just you know, for funsies, and they, they had a lottery on their website, I was... Yep. I, I didn't enter into it, of course, but I was like, that's kind of neat. It's becoming a lot more popular of a concept. Yeah, sure. I think it's great. Because mm-hmm. they're expensive. Yeah, the tickets go down to like maybe $25 a ticket. Oh. Versus the Ooh. like 80 to 100 you'd spend. Yeah, that's so. pretty great. I would, pretty yeah. Cool. I would like one of those. And, pieces. I mean, that's like a front section. Orchestra? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, guys. That sounds wicked. Stop. We already did that show. <laughs> <laughs> Katie doesn't have the energy to fight my puns right now. I just don't. So, like, each one is just defeating her more and more. It's gonna turn into a puddle. We're halfway through. We have to make it. <laughs> She's gonna be dead by the last paragraph. And then you can go to bed. <laughs> then I can go to bed. Sleepy time. Woo! Alright, guys, let's go ahead and jump into Act 2. Yes. So... Start of Act 2, we get introduced to Brooke Wyndham, who's a fitness guru. Nice. And she and her team are producing a workout video. So it's this cool routine with jump ropes, which is actually really cool to watch on stage. But the song's also dangerous. Hmm. Obviously, it's got that whole no pain, no gain language. So, like, are you fat? Not when you do this workout. (laughs) But... They also talk about how you can use the jump rope as a weapon. Yes. To strangle or hit your attacker. So that's 
a little weird. Um, it's important. You learn something. Yeah. Could be used as a bit of a uh, motive, right? Because uh, she is the person who's being accused of murder for this legal team. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so this workout video is being watched by the the internship group, right? So that's L, Emmett, Vivian, Warner, Enid, and Callahan. So Callahan keeps pausing the video to like explain to them that Brooke is being accused of murdering her billionaire husband. And, you know, she shot him and she doesn't really have an alibi and what are they going to do and all this stuff. And the whole team, except for Elle, thinks that she's guilty. We're starting off strong here because they have to defend her. Right. <laughs> and the song is whipped into shape. So it's kind of a fun way to start off act two. Yeah. There is actually a bit of a running joke here. So in the first act, there's a little bit of joking about how Enid is one of those, like, annoying, man-hating lesbians, uh -uh. right? Because she was the one who was, like, in the Peace Corps, and she's all, yeah, go women. All right, yeah, I mean. But then in this song, she's, like, gawking and enjoying the working out half-naked women. <laughs> and when Callahan pauses it, she's like, what? why'd you pause it? <laughs> <laughs> so, probably a lesbian. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> she's got the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> the vapors. So the group all goes to the jail to actually talk to Brooke, but she won't tell them her alibi, right? She insists she's innocent and she doesn't want to plead guilty, but she won't tell them her alibi. She has one. She just won't tell them. Mm. In a bit of a private conversation, Brooke and Elle both realize that they are sisters of Delta Nu. They do a little like chant together. And so realizing that she can trust her sister, because that's how sororities work. Yeah. Maybe. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, Brooke reveals her alibi to Elle. Okay, so she was getting liposuction. <gasps> and as a fitness guru, that's not great. Yeah, yikes. And so that could really destroy her reputation. And so she makes Elle swear on Delta Nude to keep it a secret. Which is, yeah, a big issue for uh, legal counseling. Yep. So because Elle refuses to spill the secrets, uh, she and contemplatively Emmett for defending her are shunned from the legal group. And to cheer him up, Elle takes Emmett shopping. Because that's how you fix it. Go shopping! <laughs> Get in, loser. <laughs> shopping. Stop crossing over. Again, wrong musical. <laughs> <laughs> so here we have the classic makeover montage scene, of course. And they're at a department store. And he tries on a few new colognes. One is called Love, leading to a Love is in the Air joke. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Low hanging fruit there. <coughs> Except chucking on all the love. <laughs> Too much love. Does it smell like love over there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bad puns. <laughs> so Emmett does give in to his feelings for her and just goes along with what she wants as she dresses him in a new suit. She actually really does take care of him because that's what she you know she knows. And this really goes to show that clothes aren't just shallow. They can really affect one's confidence, which I absolutely 100% agree with. Emmett worries that he looks like Warner, but Elle points out that he is still him. His outsides just reflect his insides better now, which is super sweet. And Elle calls him hot and realizes that she likes him. And the song, <laughs> Take It Like a Man. Oops. She says, oops, I dressed him up all nice and cute. And, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, dang it. Whoopsies. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oopsie daisies. This song wasn't originally part of the musical, but during workshop, Bundy and Borel, who played Elle and Emmett, thought another song was needed to explore the relationship. Thus, this was added. Which I agree. This this kind of deepens their 
connection a little better. So it's yeah. more than just he helped me study once. Yeah. They studied for like months. But they could just be friends. Yeah, they could just be friends. Until but they you spent get the a lot of time together. Study buddies. And if you are in a storyline and you have <laughs> hung around another human being for multiple months, that means you are down to clown. Bone. <laughs> <laughs> we all thought Mama it was warning. different there. <laughs> hey, bone is more appropriate language than another word I could have used. So Yes. I played it safe. So you, you have your you have your choice of picks there on what you want to. I'll edit in something. What, what you want to use? <laughs> what <laughs> you just bleep out that section. <laughs> just it's fine. Down uh, to beep. Down to bone. Clown and, and taco. And taco. <laughs> down to taco. So back at the hair affair salon, Ella's getting a manicure with Paulette when a UPS courier arrives. Kyle is super sexy and everyone is in awe, but Paulette is too nervous to make a move. Ellen and her sorority sisters, who magically appear, of course, teach Paulette how to use the bend and snap to catch a man. Hey, I know that one. Hey, you do. <laughs> and the song is aptly titled Bend and Snap. So this one, this is Amber's wording, is also a little <laughs> eek. <laughs> but yeah, I get what, yeah, she's, she, let me yeah. see what she's trying to describe. So it, it ends up like defining women by the sexiness of their bodies and all that. But it's also a super fun song. And it's all about, you know, like, just, you know, getting a man to notice you and no man can resist it. Kind of whatever nonsense. So the customers and other salon workers actually join in on the singing and dancing, too. And eventually Paulette does it successfully. And a bunch of guys show up at the glass salon doors joining in. She realizes that she is sexy, too. Just because she did a bend and snap. For some reason, I just read that as she is too sexy. It's like, oh, my powers. I can't control it. <laughs> All the boys in my yard. <laughs> I can't keep my milkshake safe. <laughs> exactly. So she actually uses the bend and snap on Kyle when he walks back in looking for his tablet pen. At the end of the song, she accidentally breaks his nose. She snaps too hard. Yep. But uh, <laughs> she sort of got the man, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Gave him a concussion. Gave so. him a concussion, yeah. Better work her magic on. Knocked him out. Yeah. Knocked him off his feet. So, random fun fact with that, the actor that plays Kyle also plays Paulette's ex-boyfriend and a frat boy at the beginning of the show when Ella is studying for for LSATs. Also, in the OBC, the actor is married to the actress that plays Paulette. Interesting. Very cute. Alright, it's now entered into my head canon that he played all those parts and it's the same person. Yes. (laughs) He's the, yeah, he's, he's everybody. Paul, he's the guy. Who's in college. <laughs> <laughs> and is also working as a UPS. He's got, he's got to pay his bills. Yeah. So, things are starting to get dramatic, okay? We move on to the trial. Brooke's pool boy, Nikos, claims that they were having an affair. <gasps> and this, of course, gives her motive for murdering her husband. But then Elle realizes, because she does a little bend and snap and doesn't get a reaction, uh, that Nikos is gay. You know, because because a guy didn't look at her, he's gay. Yep. What That's if she just has that really works. good gaydar? <laughs> but this definitely but no, so not on... how it was described. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. So we get the song There Right There, which is fun. A little insensitive, maybe. Mm-hmm. But fun. And so they talk about, you know, his fashion sense and his coiffed hair and his tan skin and his chiseled body. 
and they're like, oh my god, look at him. Um, and while they're singing, like, one second he's, like, flirting with one of the guards, and the next second he's, like, flirting with the judge, who's a woman. And so he's, like, kind of back and forth, and they can't figure it out. And so Callahan and the rest of the team are convinced that he's just European, right? And so his flamboyance is cultural. It's not sexual. So, yeah, so he was just raised in a way that made him more flamboyant, I guess, because that's how Europeans are. Because Europeans are flamboyant, I guess? They're fluid. They're liquids. Yeah. They're not solids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so eventually they're like, we can't figure this out. And so Emmett's like, give me a try. I got this. Because he's like a badass lawyer, right? Yeah. And so he gets up, gets Mikos up on the stand and he convinces him, he gets him to slip up and name Carlos as his boyfriend. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Mikos tries to backtrack and he's like, no, Carlos is my best friend, not my boyfriend. But Carlos is, of course, angered by this and he stands up and he's like, uh, you're definitely gay. What we did yesterday <laughs> was totally gay. Uh, <laughs> and so he's like, yeah. We're totally gay. And Nikos is like, fine, I'm gay and European. You caught me. Ooh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part that's like translated from the movie. Because like it hits hard in the movie, sure. Like she does the little like bend and snap and like he notices her shoes or whatever. And she's like, oh, he's gay. But here, like the song just makes it so much more intense. Dramatic. I love it. What's really weird is the show had a lot of UK, like, tours and stuff. So Maybe did this they, is why. Did they, did they get offended or did they find it funny? They're like, I have no idea. <laughs> we are flamboyant. <laughs> hey, that's us. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> they pegged us. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Hmm. Good point. I assume they Good didn't point. get offended. Yeah, I would toured so much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they kept listening to it, so. Yeah. Later that night, the legal team is celebrating Elle's great catch, right? So she figured it out, and they're like, yeah, you did it. But, of course, Warner doesn't think she's that great. He's like, other people aren't allowed to have success, only me. Right, loser. It can't be outdone by a woman. Right. <laughs> and so Callahan, who is honestly a little annoyed by him, sends him to get coffee. But then he actually dis dismisses everyone else but Elle. And so he kind of talks her up and then he kisses her. Oh. Yep. A little creepy. And Punch him. She's she's not a fan, so she slaps him. Yay. And then, of course, then Callahan is offended, and so he fires her from the internship. Oh. Not great. However, both Warner and Vivian had come back and they see the kiss. But Warner, like, turns away disgusted, and so only Vivian sees that she slaps him back. So the two kind of burst into the room, and Warner tries to mock Elle for slaving her way to the top, essentially. But Vivian is like, no, like, that's that's clearly not what happened. We need right. to go. And so she makes him stop, and they leave. And so we kind of see Vivian start to understand Elle a bit more here. Female empowerment. Friendship. We're Friendship, there. yeah. Also, what is up with us doing shows about dirty old men? I don't know. Because they've existed for all of time. Yes. In every corner of the world. Yes. Dirty That's old men right and there. murder. And murder. There's staples well, of there's, the world. There's murder in this one. I mean, they're covering a murder, it's about trial. A murder trial. Yeah. So, whoops. We're on brand, guys. We're on brand. We're on brand. Yep. So, obviously, after this, Ella's feeling super defeated because her professor started to take advantage of her. And she actually prepares to leave the program and go home. 
And she's in her room packing up everything and she's accepting that she's not good enough for law school and will now go back to being dumb and blonde. And this bums Emmett out because obviously, you know, he sees her potential and he doesn't want her to go home, of course, and all this stuff. And then she tells him what happened with Callahan and he asks her to stay and reveals he's in love with her, but that's not enough. She's just, it's just too much for her. And she escapes out the door and closes it behind her. And they sing the rest of the song on opposite sides of the door, the song Legally Blonde. So, kind of sad there. So, Elle goes to the hair affair to say goodbye to Paulette. And Vivian and Enid show up. Yay, female solidarity. And they convince Elle not to leave. So, um, the, the girl power coming in here. Mm-hmm. Vivian basically apologizes for being so mean to her and admit that she was, you know, wrong for judging Elle, you know, just by her seemingly dumb antics exterior <laughs> exterior yeah thank you and ella changes into her pink her, her signature pink dress and she's gonna rock this case and she's gonna do it as herself and not some watered down inauthentic changed version she's like i am Elle, and i'm awesome and we're gonna do this and she leads everyone back into the courtroom and she actually owns up to the legally blonde nickname which callahan jokingly gave her earlier in the show her parents and her sorority sisters show up joining the parade in legally blonde remix so, so they're all just joining her in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. I've got my band with me. Woo! My groupies. <laughs> and in a randomly inserted scene, the group runs into Kyle on the way, and he reveals he is Irish. And he and Paulette like each other, and everyone does an Irish dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Paulette is her Irishman. And then back at the trial, Brooke fires Callahan and hires Elle. Good for her. Stick with her sorority sister. Right. And so now it is Elle's time to shine. Brooke's stepdaughter, Chutney, gets called to the witness stand. And so the way she puts it, she got out of the shower and like came downstairs and saw Brooke hovering over her father covered in his blood. Pretty damning evidence. Yeah. But she also states in like a bit of an afterthought that the day before she'd gotten a perm. So here we get Elle with her Fancy fashion knowledge. She realizes the flaw here. You can't shower after getting a perm or you ruin it. True. And clearly, Chutney is sitting there with her perm still intact, which means she's lying. And so the whole room kind of changes from the courtroom into a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a scene that's a little more crazy than it is in the movie. Because it literally becomes, so like I said, it becomes a whole bathroom. And then Paulette shows up and she gives Enid a perm. And then Enid steps in the shower, and when she comes out, her hair is wet and it's flat, which demonstrates what happens Yeah. when you shower after getting a perm. <laughs> right, it's, yeah, it's like what happens. Weird. Because okay. you had to demonstrate that to everybody. Yeah. So Elle figures all this out, reveals it, and with some intense questioning, Chutney ends up confessing that she killed her father. So she <gasps> thought it was Brooke walking in, not her dad. Oops. Oh, no. <laughs> How she's Big not, oops. like, more upset about this, I don't understand. Because, like, it's her dad, but whatever. Well, obviously she was a little mentally unstable. That's fair. But why was she trying to kill Brooke? Because Brooke is her age and she's dating oh. her older father. Her dad, yeah. So she was mad as, like, that's disgusting and gross and Brooke is obviously a gold digger or something like that. Mm, okay. I follow a little bit more. It's murder. Is there a set reason? Eh. <laughs> and so Chutney is arrested and Brooke is set free. 
Yay. And so Warner, Whoa. suddenly, finally impressed by Elle, because it took long enough, and also what Vivian tool. dumped him, so he's lonely, <laughs> goes and proposes to Elle. Finally, she gets what she's always wanted. However, she refuses. She kind of thanks him for, you know, the past year or whatever, you know, but she says she's been changed by this whole experience and she's just not looking for that right now. She's grown on her own. I don't need you. Yeah, she doesn't need him anymore. So fantastic development. Yay. Then we get a time skip to years later. It's graduation day. Yay. Woo. Whoop. More of a graduation than kids right now are getting. So <laughs> Sorry, class of 2020. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Elle is the valedictorian, and so she steps up to give a big speech. Meanwhile, Paulette kind of gives the audience an update on everyone. So Enid moved to family law. Vivian went into the Peace Corps, hmm. which I think is pretty interesting development for her. Oh, yeah. Warner dropped out of law school and is pursuing <laughs> a modeling career. As okay. one does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Callahan ran for governor and didn't get it, and then he ended up going through a divorce with his wife, and Emmett ended up handling that. So clearly (laughs) Emmett was successful in law without Callahan, which is great. And then Paulette married Kyle. They had two kids, and she's actually pregnant with a third. Uh, So she, like, stands up from her chair, and you can see the belly. (laughs) They moved to Massachusetts, and they opened a salon that also features dog grooming. Nice. I think that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so at the end of the graduation, Elle proposes to Emmett, and he accepts. Yeah. And so they kind of get it happily ever after. This is the kind of joined song, Find My Way slash Finale. And so this song really bookends the musical. So it kind of started and ended with this concept of a proposal. But we've also got this character development like we talked about. And also, the musical started with Oh My God, and it also ends with Emmett seeing Oh My God as he's being proposed to. It's very <laughs> cute. Uh, <laughs> adorable. And then as a little bonus, if you stick around to the end of the song, slash end of the musical, there's a track called Kyle the Magnificent. <laughs> hmm. And so Kyle walks on stage. He's, you know, got his, his little shorts and tight UPS shirt on, and he's talking about his package. <laughs> and then he actually ends it all with saying, have yourself a super day. <laughs> Thinking about my package. Right. Schmidwinkle day. Fantastic. Yeah, have a Schmidwinkle day. It. And I love the show. So there we go. We're at the end. Yay. All right, guys. So what is everyone's thoughts and comments about the show? I like it. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're here to hear first, folks, uh, Kylie's seal of approval. I like. Do watch. She has spoken. She has spoken. Do recommend. (laughs) Seems fun. A lot of girl power. Yes. And this is one of those soundtracks, I guess with the exception of the trial, because the trial doesn't really have a song, but everything else, you really do get most of the details through the music. So it is one that you can listen to and mostly understand, which is nice. Yes, I I love when they do that. And of course, if you've seen the movie, you know what happens in the musical, so it is very close. <laughs> but it's still just as fun. It's like it's like kind of in that category. It's like did did this need to be a musical? No. But would I have ever picked it for a musical? 
No. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't have picked for a true. musical. But this one does make more sense than a lot of the ones <laughs> that we've seen. True. It's done yeah. well. Yeah. Oh. I agree. Yeah, it, it stayed true to its original form. Didn't veer off the path too much? Mm-mm, not really at all. Well, it seems like it's been pretty consistent, too. I mean, it's not too old of a musical, obviously, but, you know. 13 years even old? Even though there were mixed reviews, there hasn't yeah, been a lot of major changes or it's getting up know, there. big uprisings or anything. Could still have a revival someday, but I think this is one that's just solid on its own. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm, I'm not sure if it did get a revival, they'd probably... They'd probably want to change it in some aspect, and I think it's it's fine as is. Yeah. Like yes, you know, in the beginning it's it's very shallow, and but that's but her character kind does have point. yeah yeah, and she does have a character arc. Yes. Everyone actually goes up in character development. Yeah, it's except playing for playing you know, on the trope of ditzy blonde, so you have to yeah. throw in the ditzy blondness to get that point across. So. And the jerky bad guys didn't get away with it. Yeah. So that's nice. Yay. Yay. So yeah. Any other comments about this one, yes? I think I covered it. Cool, cool. So yeah, so that will wrap up Legally Blonde for this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And hey, have <laughs> you wanted to reach out to us? Katie, where where can they find us if they just want to really, you know, get in contact with us? <laughs> so yeah, if you ever want to leave us tips or comments or just say hello because we like getting hellos. You can reach us at savemeanilc at gmail.com, or you can, t- I also text us, you can tweet <laughs> us at saveanilseat on Twitter. It's kind of like a text. Yeah, it's kind of like a text. Also, we would really appreciate if you would, you know, subscribe, uh, like, and comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. I know a lot of, I just learned this, a lot of places won't let you leave reviews for podcasts. The The main official source is on Apple Podcasts. Which is a little unfortunate, but if you want to leave us reviews, it really does help us. And sharing it, at, you know, with your friends and family and anyone you can hold down long enough to listen to us, would be real cool. <laughs> Strangers on the bus, you know. Listen Perhaps to the them. jump rope. <laughs> Don't talk about this song about baked potatoes and eating people. Maintain your six feet of distance and just shout it at people. <laughs> listen to Save Me an Aisle Seat. Now burn it onto a CD, slap it into a boombox, and just start walking down the street. <laughs> Doing it old school. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thanks guys for listening to this episode. And we will see you next week. I don't remember what show we're doing. But we'll see you then. <laughs> if you join our Patreon, you can hear everything that we cut out of these episodes, which occasionally includes mine and Matt's roommates. Just yelling about whatever. And also pets. We have a lot of pets or in our background. Or just burps. Or just burps. Yeah. Mostly you. No, it's Joe. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of you. Also, hey, do you want to hear a compilation of Amber saying fuck a lot? Because <laughs> that's also on our Patreon. That is true. Hey, I only said it like once today, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> you and did a lot bone. of that. La- 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 though. <laughs> <laughs> I did. All right, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Have yourself a super day.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. You can find more episodes and shows similar to this at www.ragtagnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Save an Aisle Seat. We make this show just for the fun of it, but if you would like to support what we do, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash save me an aisle seat. This episode was brought to you by the Ragtag Network.